Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. So, first of all, let me just apologise for the last episode. I am still fairly new to the world of podcasting, and I have recently acquired a little kitten, and you can definitely hear him in the background, so I do apologise about that. So today's podcast is all about self-care again, because last week we spoke about uh, gratitude and journaling, but this time it's about independence. And I think one of the things that schools fail to do is to help teens steer themselves on the right path as part of the discussion today, we will be focusing on the realms of independence. It's going to cover loads of things from introducing them to the world of work, the ability to take on responsibilities around the house, the ability to nourish themselves, taking on the responsibility of money, navigating their way around the world with different transports and allowing parents, allowing them to do that and having their own space. Although it may seem a bit strange, all of these things are acts of self-care and I will be discussing them today in the podcast. and welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and I've been working in education now for over 12 years in various different roles. This podcast tackles some of the wider issues in education and hopefully will spark some more conversations to drive change so that every single child and teenager can be fully supported to grow into well-rounded, happy and successful adults. So let's get started. So, yeah, as I said, today's podcast is all about self-care and independence. I think the most important thing is for you to understand what self-care does for a teenager. And self-care isn't just about the regular things that you hear about as adults, like taking time out and all that kind of thing. That's all important. But for teenagers, they're still growing into adults and it's really fundamental and important that you help and steer them and guide them on their path to adulthood and it may seem really basic and a lot of you probably do it already if you're parents and teenagers you're going to be carving your paths out right now but here are some things you can do either as a teenager parent of teenager or if you're a teacher and just think about these things to help teenagers feel like they're taking ownership of their lives. Because a lot of kids that I meet that are away from school are away from school because they felt like school and the pressures of school and the stresses of school were so far detached from their own lives that it caused them huge amounts of stress. And so by mastering your independence outside of school, that will filter through into the realms of school and help teenagers in general to feel like they have a place and they are part of a wider community. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about is entering them into the world of work. And it's a bit of a strange thing to discuss. A lot of the kids I teach again don't have a job and they will not have a job and they can choose whether to have one or not. I work within quite an affluent wealthy area and so there isn't pressure on the kids to get jobs but I do know of different areas in the UK where kids are kind of expected to go and get a job to help with the bills and things and so this may not apply to you but if you haven't got your teenager to get like a Saturday Saturday job or a weekend job or a little job during the week, then think about it. 
You may think that it will be detrimental to their progress, but I have the complete opposite spin on this. And I think that by allowing them to differentiate between school work and work where you earn money and also your home life, you are setting them up in really good stead for when they go to university or where they enter the world of work. Not only that, but being in the world of work makes them feel like they're part of something bigger. I've got kids that have part-time jobs in like a pharmacy. I've got kids working for me actually, doing work for me, admin side of things for my business, the you know, 18-year-olds who, who are able to do that. I know of kids that work in cinemas, and that's one of the jobs that I had when I was first starting out, working at a supermarket. All these jobs allow teenagers to explore communication, relationships, different types of things that they would just not be able to learn in school. How on earth is a child and teenager going to learn how to speak to a customer or speak in a work kind of situation and tone if they never enter the world of work until they get past and beyond university. Giving them the time to have a job for four hours or five hours a week allows them to build those relationships, understanding of how adults talk to each other. They'll meet a boss who is just horrible or a manager who's really condescending and it will inspire them and stick with them because they will not want to behave in that manner, hopefully. Um, You'll also get really amazing people that you work with that will inspire you, maybe a single mom who's like working really hard to put herself through education and put food on the table for her kids and maybe your teenagers have never experienced talking to someone like that or working with someone like that I myself am a single mum and I work really hard and I think sometimes having different figures adult figures in your life as a teenager can only improve your quality of life and your understanding of the adult world and getting out of your family situation and circumstances and figuring out your place within that is vitally important. This also brings me to the other thing about work and that's money. Within obviously the world of work you're going to get money for the first time as a teenager and um, again giving out pocket money is not really something that a lot of people do anymore Um, and The idea of kids having money and teenagers managing that, you know, the first time they'll get a paycheck, they'll probably blow it on some trainers. Um, But then if you have a conversation with them and talk about saving and look at how much money they could save over a period of time, then it's quite incredible. And I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, when I was a teenager, um, I got a job when I was 16. Um, so I was just starting my AS levels um, at a cinema and I worked there from the age of 16 right up until I graduated university at 21 and I managed to save enough money for a deposit for my first place. I couldn't have done that had I not worked and my parents couldn't have given me the money either and so you can do quite a lot in those four or five years if you're not earning money and you're just taking your parents' money or you, you know, you're lucky in that situation. It might not be a good thing because then after you've graduated, if you get quite a lot of money given to you, you have no idea how to manage it. So 
ownership of money and managing it is an act of self-care. As we know, studies have shown that some people are just not good with money and it really, really can go on to negatively affect their lives and their quality of life forever. So setting them up like this is a massive act of self-care. If the world of work isn't a place for your child or your teen right now, um, setting up their own business could be that kind of place. So I just want to talk to you about uh, one of my amazing clients. And um, I don't actually teach her boys anymore, but I used to. And she I know she listens to this podcast and she has two of the most wonderful boys. Her um, youngest son, was homeschooled for a number of years for various different reasons but he took a carpentry course in London and he now has his own business building things and he's doing really really well and her eldest son went to school and college I can't remember if he dropped out of college or not I'm sure she'll correct me if I'm wrong here but he decided to basically buy products and flip them and sell them at a higher profit and he is earning very good money at the age of 19 or 20 depending on uh, when you're listening to this uh, podcast and it's just incredible the things that they have done and I know that their dad is quite um, entrepreneurial and obviously those skills have filtered down and they just have been given the freedom to be able to do that And I think when you step outside of the traditional university route, the world is a huge place and you have endless opportunities to earn. And it's just another thing. If you do that alongside school, if you set up an Etsy business, if you're super good at art, or if you set up like a cake business because you're really enjoying that, or you love building things, or you have a 3D printer and you're making things and you sell them, like that, that is the creative process. And I was listening to an amazing podcast um, with Deepak on the other day and he was arguing a very interesting point that I thought I'd bring to this kind of podcast today and it's that as humans we need that element of creativity in our lives in order to feel alive and I think the GCSE syllabus doesn't do that. So I think teenagers are really numb to a lot of things and to have something like this on the side would really influence and make their lives much more creative and they probably feel better and more alive as a result. And if, you know, they can set up a business in the process of that, how wonderful. Um, Yeah, so moving on. The ability to take on responsibility is another act of self-care. It's quite controversial, this one. Um, I know a lot of people have a cleaner. Um, I used to and I don't anymore because I feel like it's something I should do. Not only does it keep me fit, but it also saves me a bit of money and it enables me to be grounded. And it might sound strange to say that, but it does. Um You could give a certain amount of chores to your teenagers, and some of you probably already do anyway, but giving them the responsibility of these are the things we do to take care of the house. I was just in the cafe near my village listening to a couple of ladies who are mothers, and they were saying and commenting on how their sons have no idea what goes into being a parent, to being a mother and looking after them consistently. And I do agree with that. I think as mothers and parents, and if you're looking after a child for a different reason, you do an awful lot 
it's not just, you know, getting the food from the supermarket and planning meals. It's making sure that their their clubs are paid for, that they're in the right place at the right time, that you have the right uniform on the right day, that you, and I often get these things wrong. It's endless things, isn't it? Make sure we have bin bags ready for the bin when it gets emptied. If you have a pet, you've got to look after those as well. You've got dentists, doctors, all this stuff that we just have naturally got into the rhythm of. And I think it's good and it's a good element of self-care for you to give that to some extent to your teenagers. They look, here's a list. Can you walk down to the shop and get this stuff? Or, hey, it's bin day. That's your job from now on. It's not difficult to drag the bin out to the side of the road. And it's up to you whether you want to bring a monetary element into that or not. But I think allowing kids to see what goes into running a household is really, really important. The other thing is to give them the ability to nourish themselves. Um, It's becoming ever more important to me as I read uh, in a wider level, not just about education but also about knowledge and the way the brain works and the way we can influence memory and create happy healthy people in our society that what we eat ultimately leads to how we feel how we act how we sleep and um it's really important that your teenagers know and can make good choices about this and I'm sure for some of you this might be like confirming what you already know but for others of you it might not and I teach science once a week and I asked um, all 40 of the kids that came last night to raise their hand if they've ever grown something and I can tell you that only a quarter of them had. Um, Growing stuff is not easy and it takes time but if you're able to grow vegetables and fruit and kids can see where they're coming from and literally that kind of growing from you know farm to plate type situation is one of the best things you can do there's loads of cooking courses in London as well for teenagers so over the summer if they're getting ready to go to university or they're getting ready to go into year 11 or sixth form why not try to put them onto a cooking course they'd probably meet some cool people they'd be able to cook some stuff for you as well why not um you've been cooking for them long enough and it will also help them to understand how to nourish themselves um rather than just go for the pot noodle or a sandwich or you know instead they could learn how to use knives properly how to peel garlic what the herbs mean what all the different types of green leaves mean and how to cook meat properly so they don't get sick and it sounds really silly but this is a huge act of self-care I absolutely love cooking there is nothing I get more pleasure from than cooking a beautifully colorful meal for my family and they're just happy and it's it's something that I love to do I really love going to different restaurants as well don't get me wrong but there's something wonderful about being able to cook for your family and being able to cook for yourself as well I cook my lunches for myself and I'll cook myself a steak why not or I'll cook myself a nice salad and it makes me feel good knowing that I know where my food is coming from and also that I know that I'm set up for the rest of the evening. If your child and teenager 
is unaware of the impact. And I was completely unaware of the impact of what, sorry, the effect that food had on myself when I was a teenager. I did not understand that if I ate a lot of processed food, I didn't even know what processed food was. I didn't even know really what healthy food and processed food was back then um, when I was a kid. But now I do. And I can see why I struggled so much with kind of lots of things when I was younger. Um, one of them being really bad depression when I was a kid. And I had a lot of sugar <laughs> all the time. Um, and most of my diet probably was processed. But now I've educated myself and I've learned about that. And it's really important that with all the knowledge that we are given these days and the access to knowledge that we are given, that we take a moment and think about how diet and nutrition in particular does impact health. And I'm not saying you have to eat um, in inverted commas right now, rabbit food, but I'm just saying that if your teenager knows how to cook two or three different dishes, that would be really, really good for them. And it will be a massive act of self-care. Imagine you coming home and they're cooking for their friends and showing them how to cook. It's, It's a really lovely thing to do. And if you're a parent and you cook for your kids all the time, again, doing doing themselves a bit of yourself and then a little bit of a disservice because they're never learning those skills and you can pass them on and it's really really important to do that um two more things on this podcast for independence uh another one is navigating transport i think again this is really very strange compared to when i was a kid but transport now is crazy we've got ubers which I don't know if it's safe or not for a teenager to get an Uber themselves. I know some of my kids do to the classes that I run and back, but um, I think understanding how to navigate, get buses, and if they're driving, how to drive is really important. And it's, again, giving them that independence and sense of I am important and in, I am part of this society um, and I can move through it on my own. And the confidence to do that, um, a, well, a couple of months ago, someone um, who is 15 told me that she got a train all by herself. Her mum dropped her off at London, um, Euston, and she went to Manchester on the train on her own. And she felt really happy and empowered by that. And it was a really big deal for her to get the train on her own. And I can imagine she was gripping onto her phone for the whole way and the whole journey, but she would feel confident to do that again. And so those kind of experiences are really, really good. Finally, having their own space. I know that sounds, again, very obvious, but allowing them to choose what they want in their space makes them feel like they have their own space. And if you can get them involved in decorating it and building furniture, again, you're setting up kind of them for the future. How do I put this IKEA packs together if that's what they're going to have? Or can I build a set of shells out of wood? Like, how does that work if you have the skills to impart onto that? And building independence as a teenager, there's nothing better for their self-care than the ability to look after themselves in a whole host of ways. So you don't have to take on all these things if you're a parent or a teenager, but even if you just access one of these points, whether it's looking for a Saturday job or starting to give them a couple of chores a week 
allowing them to cook for you, um, giving them the ownership of money, navigating transport or having their own space. All of these things are acts of self-care in understanding how to manage a range of things at one time. And why doing everything, hopefully I've explained this, for your teenager is definitely doing themselves a disservice. So that was the podcast for today. I really hope you enjoyed it. For next week, we'll still be following on self-care, but we're going to be looking into exercise. And exercise is something, again, that schools aren't great at teaching. Um, But we will be looking into the positive benefits of exercise. And I'm not talking about six or seven times at the gym a week. Um, I'm actually talking about scientific studies and the effect it has on the brain and how it helps with self-care. So until then, goodbye.